0: Welcome to the alpha hash rate podcast or alpha as we like to call it. Um, so this is a, a new venture that we're, we're starting up. It's basically, uh, mining for the Everyman, and, um, we've kicked off with a website and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So like that, that image we have in the background there is, uh, it's actually a space is that, is that like one of the spaces that we have Chris?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're we're, we're lucky enough to to sort of have a partner, a friend of mine that I've known for about five years who runs an energy company in South Australia and he does a lot of stuff on renewables. So he puts up solar farms predominantly um, all across regional South Australia. And so this is just one of the about 100 sites that he has. So cool, so cool. Yeah, I I don't know exactly how, how big this is in terms of sort of, kilowatt or anything like that um just just one of the photos that i, that I pinched um but he's got sites anywhere from like two megawatt i think some of the bigger sites are like five megawatt like so they're pretty pretty sizable and there's obviously some smaller ones as well like 200 and 200 kilowatts and stuff like that um, but essentially yeah he's sitting on a gold mine and i've been twisting his arm for a few years at a, at a family barbecue about four years ago um you know we, we met and and. I was uh, basically just orange peeling him at the time and he didn't know anything like he was super green and he was just absolutely fascinated. I remember the whole 4 5 hours that we were there at the family barbecue he did not leave. Oh wow. I didn't to know go that. and That's get cool. some food and yeah like he, he he's obviously, you know, likes new ideas and into technology and all that sort of stuff and so when he got talking to me and he obviously had never come across someone that could explain bitcoin and yeah, knew it to the detail not that I'm an expert or anything like that but you know he was just oh, no, so fascinated.
0: I, th- I think you can call yourself an expert no, I don't I don't like I don't like doing that like I'm just
1: <laughs> I'm learning just like everyone else there's plenty of shit I don't know about as well but yeah, yeah I basically just you know I threw him down the rabbit hole and he just had questions and questions and questions and, and I, I tried my best to answer as many as I could and so fast forward a couple of years time he's kind of been mining a little bit here and there um, experimenting with a few little home setups and I mean, this is how green he was. He went to buy some ASICs from Bitmain to start mining Bitcoin and he bought some decred ones instead just because he didn't know (laughs) that. (laughs) I mean, they all kind of look the same, right? Like they're all these big silver boxes and he bought some. He's like, oh, cool. These are in stock. At the time, I think they were like all out of stock for the SHA-256 Bitcoin miners. So he's just like, oh, they're in stock. So I'm not sure if it was him or one of his like partners that he just said, go buy some miners for me made that mistake but like he, he bought like i don't even know how many it was 10 or 15 miners i can't remember but yeah, he, he was mining decred for a bunch of time just i mean that's what he got so he may as well mine it right um but he's since started mining bitcoin and he's been basically working on um a couple of different projects uh, with another another friend of his who i've i've met as well um also living in south australia who is a bit more of a bitcoiner um in terms of getting into the tech and falling down the rabbit hole. And I mean, not that, not the other guy isn't either, but um, yeah. So they've been working on a couple of like different projects for some other clients with um, specifically uh, immersion called Bitcoin mining. Which so is, cool. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Something Literally. that, <laughs> yeah, very cool. So cool. <laughs> um, something I've never really seen before in person until I visited the, the farm um, a few weeks ago in Adelaide and and you know it was just it was awesome to see i mean everyone's kind of used to seeing you know big warehouses with racks full of asics just you know you see videos and it's just like you almost got to block your ears because they're so freaking loud mm. um and they obviously generate a lot of heat and so you, you go to an immersion mining setup with you know 50 asics or 100 asics and it's you could fall asleep in the container with them like it's, it's, it's crazy it's yeah. pretty much dead quiet and so I saw that and I was like, "Holy shit! Like that's that's really bloody cool." Um, I've kind of come full circle uh, with with Bitcoin mining. I remember in 2011, I went to a friend's house. and He's I kind of think of him him as one of my big computer nerd guys. Um, yeah. So when it comes to like hardware and stuff, he's generally at the forefront. And so whilst I was experimenting with fake internet money on on tour and in different marketplaces because. That's all my understanding of Bitcoin was back then. <laughs> he was he was he had all these different machines with GPUs in them mining Bitcoin. And I remember I went to his house. I remember it very vividly, actually. I think it was yeah. 2012. I went to his house and he had like all these towers on his, on his computer, on his desk, I should say, with all these computing hardware. And I was like, dude, what the hell are you doing with all this stuff? Like, I know you game, but do you really need all of this to be gaming? He's wow. like, no, 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 I'm mining Bitcoin. And that concept to me was so foreign. I was like, what do you mean you're mining Bitcoin? What, what, what is that? Man, I remember, you know, we, we were there for hours just talking about it. And I was just gobsmacked, like most people are when, when they're explained how it all works. And I remember leaving, there's a bunch of friends that came, came and hung out at that mate's house that night. And I remember leaving there saying, like, we should, like, seriously, let's, like, round, I was 18 or 19 at the time, like, on an apprenticeship wage, earning $300 a week, $8.50 an hour. I remember saying, yeah, you know, nothing. Yeah. I remember, uh, thankfully, I was still living at home. I mean, I couldn't afford to live out of home. But yeah. um, I remember saying to all my friends, like, hey, let's like, let's all round up a thousand bucks together. Let's do what Andrew's doing and 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 start mining Bitcoin. Like, you know, this is cool. Yeah. And I remember we talked about it for a few weeks, but it kind of just fizzled to nothing because no one had the conviction. Um, you know, we, we, we at that point, I still didn't read the white paper. It was just this. Wow. Different hobby essentially, yeah, and um, yeah, nothing came of it. We would like a thousand dollar risk back in 2011, 2012 when Bitcoin was like, I think at that point it was like a hundred bucks, if that.
0: Nah, it would have been uh, like three dollars or something. So on an like- apprenticeship, <clears throat> on an apprenticeship
1: wage, like a thousand dollars was, you know, almost a month's worth yeah. of work for me. Um, I couldn't afford to do that, and it was just yeah. too big of a risk. So we just basically shelved it. And so fast forward now. 2022, 10 years later, I've come full circle and I want to mine Bitcoin again. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's funny because I would have had a much more profitable time had I done it 10 years ago. But I still think, you know, hash rates at all-time highs now. and I still think I want to to throw my hat into the ring. So basically, this is how alpha hash rates come to kind of fruition is, you know, I've I've got these connections through my network. Um, I kind of got all the pieces of the puzzle laid out on the table and I just kind of want to put it all together and, and, and make something of it and, and give other people the same opportunity that, that um, I guess I didn't have where I wasn't willing to take well, And also
0: ago. like back then, like unless you're an uber geek like me, <laughs> like you, it was really difficult. So it literally took me like, so I was GPU mining back in 2012 and um, researching it like before then as well. And it was funny like how I I, I came like to to find BTC because I was actually researching universal basic income. Ironically. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's crazy. So I was just like thinking of like altruistic ways where, you know, looking at the monetary system, how it works. It was like around like the Occupy movement, like, you know, like that whole Occupy Wall Street, rah rah rah. Um it was a bit of momentum. I was like, oh, I'd be cool if we could like, you know, develop a um, some sort of UBI or something based off that. That's when I first learned about that concept. And then I came across BTC and in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is UBI, this is awesome. Um, and I was looking at it from, because i got a network engineering background. I was like, oh my God, it's like authentication on, all, on every node, oh, this is amazing. And I was thinking because it was still sort of CPU based, I'm like, well, everyone runs that on their computer, that's a UBI. Like you don't have to do anything else. And it's the, the proof of work algorithm is universal basic income or as Andreas calls it uh, universal access to basic finance, which is probably more accurate. But in my mind, I was like, Oh, this is the answer. And like, nobody listened to me. It's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You nut job. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up just like mining BTC uh, based off that just to, figure it out myself so i could get other people doing the same thing and nobody did this <laughs> was, was just a lone warrior sort of doing it on my own until all the, the btc center but that being said like if you had had the skills like if it was more widely accessible to people and it was like easy to sort of do because it wasn't easy like to, to actually get up and running with gpus back then it was just crazy crazy stuff um yeah oh that's and art, so much sh-
1: limited information out out yeah. there like you really got to dig onto forums like, like
0: hours hours like of 10 just...
1: people on it talking about bitcoin in some shadowy corner
0: of the internet <laughs> yeah 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 um so yeah so to do that so like with alpha hash right, like if we can make it accessible to so to, to to the everyman. so like kind of what i was trying to do just yelling at people back then but having an actual infrastructure to to get that off the ground. I think that- Well,
1: it's kind of of a similar problem, but slightly different. So back then it was more of a getting the information to understand the technicalities. Whilst that information is pretty readily readily available now, and obviously the software and tooling has made that a lot easier for people to configurate miners and all that sort of stuff. The, the, the The new problem is essentially- whilst you used to be able to do it on towers from your home PC and a couple of GPUs or a CPU, yeah. that's no longer effective given how the the difficulty algorithm has progressed and how the hash rate has.
0: Uh, oh, I did mean to bring this up on the last podcast as well. I don't know if you saw that guy who set up like a couple of the, the old ASICs, like the the uh, USB ASICs with, um, with solar. And he's just like, oh, just for shits and giggles, I'll set it up. And he won a whole block. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's like winning the lottery times a thousand. Like, yeah, that's never going to happen again. But a guy nah. actually did it, just setting up. It's, it's and it's it really illustrates like the the power of decentralization, and the network. Right, it's really fair. It's a fair system.
1: I mean, that's, that's far few in between. Like, that, yes. you know, that yeah, doesn't yeah. happen very often. If
0: It'll it never happen again. again, I don't think. Yeah, but it, it it's... likely
1: will never happen again. But yeah. so the, the, the current problem is now because hardware needs to be, generally, most people are now mining with ASICs. You know, these are specialized chips built from manufacturers around the world that, you know, are designed specifically for Bitcoin mining. And they're, you know, quite loud and quite hot in terms of generating heat from the electricity and energy consumption that it uses. Most people can't really do that at home anymore. So whilst you used to be able to do it with your laptop and this, I guess, if you read the white paper was kind of Satoshi's vision initially was, yeah, everyone could be mining it from their their local PC. It's obviously Mm -hmm. progressed and become sort of institutionalized, so to speak. Um, It is making it difficult for people like myself and yourself, us home miners, to be able to compete, you know, we could buy one ASIC and plug it in. And the effective, the effectiveness of that was, is pretty limited. And we can obviously mm-hmm. join a pool and, and get some pretty consistent payouts. But you know, there is, there is the kind of element of where do you host it? How do you minimize the noise? How do you control the heat? So there are new problems, whilst the configuration problems aren't necessarily as technically challenging as what they were when you started Bitcoin mining, no, there's other yeah. problems. And so I guess this is kind of where alpha hash rate comes in and, and we're not necessarily doing anything revolutionary. There are other service providers out there offering similar types of services hmm. to different levels of quality. And I think that's kind of well, mainly my template for, for a startup is you know, is it is it something that I would participate in? Like, so my first startup was Coinstock, which was a hardware wallet reseller and basically, there, were nowhere, there was nowhere in Australia to get hardware wallets to protect your Bitcoin and to put them on cold storage. And so thus, a company was formed. And yep. so this is a similar type of template. I want to mine Bitcoin. I don't have the facilities. I don't have the technical know-how, the access to cheap electricity, to clean electricity. So there's a gap in the market. And whilst there are some other service providers around the world, there is, as far as I know, pretty limited um, possibilities, uh, in Australia. And so this is how alpha hash rate has essentially started. You know, there's a problem, there's a gap in the market that I want a service for myself. And so Mm -hmm. there must be others out there that also I'm not overly smart or or (laughs) super unique. So I'm, you know, there must be other people out there that want a a similar type of service. And so I'm lucky enough to have some of the pieces of the puzzle. um, and I just want to put it together and package it up and, and offer a, a service that I would like to get for myself whilst it isn't available out there from somebody else. And
0: I think it's also it's, it's there's a few other issues like with the current and even, even legacy mining systems that have been around. So like, I mean, I've kind of gone through every every form of mining, I think. Like even the first ASICs that dropped was a company called Butterfly Labs. And um, it was, I mean, it was good uh, uh mines of Bitcoin. It was, was awesome. But actually getting the hardware took months. I'm talking like six to eight months for it to actually come through. And that was a real problem because <clears throat> it seemed like, and I'm I'm pretty sure this is what happening what was happening at the time, like they were basically mining until it wasn't profitable, like with my hardware and then sending it out like to whoever was sort of buying it. I've heard and those kind of rumors before. Real, real shysters really like it was pretty gross. But Um, I mean that that's obviously a big problem that, and I think we can address that and fix that with, with this, with alpha hash rate, with this platform. Um, and the other big thing I've been doing just recently, uh, actually mining at home. So I've got a Tesla battery and some Apollo miners and stuff here. So I'm actually mining BTC from my house as well, but, uh, I'm using a company called compass and compass uh basically do like uh, hosting so akin to what we're doing um but mine's over in america so i can't see it don't really know where it is and it's all very sort of cloak and dagger and as as good as it's been so far there has been times where it sort of dropped out haven't really had much communication with the the company to see like what's happening with my miner. um and I think that's another aspect that we could probably fix as well with this, and the fact that it's in Australia. So I think focusing on um, Australia and like like we've both said in the past, like you know onboarding Australians and getting like Australia over the the uh, the hump, I suppose, is really important. Important to me, and I think mining is kind of the way to do it. And I think it's honestly, I think it's going to be the new DCA or dollar cost averaging. It's like the the concept of you, you know, buying BTC for an exchange every day or every month or every week or whatever it is, instead of that, why not mine and contribute to the hash rate, which in turn contributes to the security of those coins. And you don't have to deal with the exchange. Like it just makes so I think that's sense. a strong
1: narrative. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to, I mean, Troy Cross talks about this a lot as well. Um, you know, securing your own. Um, coins through the equivalent amount of hash rate per the network. So say, for instance, you owned 2% of the Bitcoin um, supply, which would be a hell of a lot, but just use that random number for argument's sake, then you should mine 2% of the Bitcoin network's hash rate, uh, ideally through renewable energy sources to help push that kind of narrative, whether you believe in that or not. Um yeah. is, is up to is up to your personal opinion, but that's kind of the the, the way that we're, we're going with all this sort of stuff. So yeah, I mean there, there's there's a number of different things. I mean, you touched on it, Compass was definitely one of one of the inspirations for Alpha. And whilst you know I, I don't want to rag on them too much, they they've certainly are leading the industry in terms of mm-hmm. this type of hosted service. And, yeah. I mean, you, you use them yourself. I certainly would use them. Although yep. I've heard some stories and I mean to be fair, the big the, the big thing that turned me away from Compass was the fact that the lead time was was months. So yeah. you know, I was gonna buy a miner off them today, upfront the capital today, and mm-hmm. not be mining Bitcoin for two, three months or however long it took for the the hardware to be plugged into the facilities that I that I selected. So for me, I saw that as an opportunity to to make that better. And yep. that's essentially what what has now come to fruition as alpha hash rate. Um, mm-hmm. And and even better, we can do it in our backyard and we can do it through clean energy sources um, and we can provide a better customer support experience. And I probably the big thing that we're not even touching on here is the fact that we're going to be offering immersion-cooled yes. Bitcoin mining, which yep. is something that I'm not... I, I could be wrong here, but I'm not entirely sure if anybody else is doing it in this type of package where a full end-to-end solution. Literally, you don't have to know anything about Mm. Bitcoin mining in terms of the technicalities. All you need to know, all you need to do is essentially select your piece of hardware of choice and have a Bitcoin address so you can earn the rewards and have them sent to you from the mining operations. Everything else is handled by Alpha. So we'll source the hardware. We'll get the hardware shipped to to the facilities. We'll plug them in. We'll host them. We'll connect them to the energy grid. We'll configure them, we'll select your pool on your behalf. Um, literally, you just give us your Bitcoin address so you can receive the rewards. We'll take care of everything. And I think, you know, that opens up the opportunity to people who maybe are sitting on the fence or who have always thought, I'd like to get into Bitcoin mining, but I don't know where to start or I don't have a warehouse or a, a bunker in my house where I can soundproof <laughs> the loud noises. Um, so, you know, we, we handle all of that. And, and the uniqueness is that we do it with, with immersion cooling, which you know, it, it has its own benefits as well, you know, not creating as much, um, not nearly as much, you know, a, a very, very small percentage compared to um, air-cooled in terms of noise pollution. So we can have our sites essentially next door to residential addresses, whereas, you know, traditional air-cooled warehouses, they, you can't do that. Like, you'll piss your neighbors off pretty damn quickly. Yeah, And there'll yeah. be complaints very, very quickly that you're making too much goddamn noise. And then you got to worry about you know, dissipating the heat or cooling the heat through air conditioning or some sort of regulation. So there's a, there's a myriad of different um, benefits to to immersion cooling, and this is something that is not possible, generally speaking, for a home miner to conduct. Like to have a tank to understand. I mean, generally speaking, I and mean, I was still shocked when I went and go went and visited the farm for the first time and saw a big tank with fifty ASICs in it, dipped in this liquid. I was like. <laughs> I like, are we sure this is like the right idea? Like, cause usually electronics and, uh, liquid
0: liquid don't mix it.
1: (laughs) You don't want to be putting those two things together, but it bloody works. And it's, it's really cool. And there's, again, there's other, there's other great benefits where you can, you know, less maintenance, um, overclocking, overclocking. Yeah. The ability to overclock more safely, um, better regulation of temperature, no dust collection. So you don't have to be cleaning fans all the time Mm -hmm. because you know, they're collecting dust.
0: Ah, It's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: there's a, there's a bunch of different great, great um, benefits to immersion cooling and we're exploring this and we want to be able to essentially offer that to the everyman. Like you said, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have any of the expertise or any of the facilities to be able to do this yourself. You can basically hand that over to us and we'll, we'll do all the heavy lifting and you just earn the sats.
0: Um, it, uh, the other and probably the last last point uh, I want to touch on is uh, people mining alts. So I know I know like a gang of people now, mates were mining all different sorts of alts. So they've bought different ASICs. Ethereum is obviously still a big one. People were mining, sort of shifting over to Ethereum Classic with GPU mining, and that. Um, and the narrative that they always have is just it's the barrier to entry for BTC mining is just too big and the returns aren't good enough. So, yeah. which is nonsense, right? Because it, it, it's, it's just such low time preference. And I think the big thing is that they don't have a space to do like the, because the assets are quite big. They don't have like an area to put that in. And like you said, the noise and everything. So I think this is going to help all those guys across the line to migrate away from those, alts into mining btc as well and that's another thing i'm really excited about
1: yeah i think that's that's an entirely valid um point and i think the other thing that i'd add to that is what 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 i want to focus on with with alpha is you know getting people to think more about hash rate and thinking in satoshis as opposed to fiat and so whilst your friends and plenty of other people out there Mine Ethereum Classic or Ethereum or you name shitcoin. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever shitcoin flavor of the week is because they're getting more dollars yeah, yeah. out of that hash rate. Mm-hmm. That kind of thinking is not what I'm interested in. So no. for those that don't know, I have set myself a mission from January 1st, 2022, not to check the fiat price of Bitcoin. So I literally have not checked it for 129 days as of today. Now, obviously I get sentiments through Bitcoin, Twitter and all that sort of stuff. And I, I get an idea of which direction it's going, but I have not actively gone to say CoinMarketCap or gone to any type of um, website that displays the fiat price of Bitcoin. And that's to your point, lowering the time preference um, of my savings essentially, because What happens today, tomorrow, next week, next month, heck, even next year is inconsequential as to where I think this thing is going. And I think most Bitcoiners can probably generally agree on that. So thinking in satoshis and not thinking in fiat is an important element to what we're trying to do here with alpha and try to educate people. And it's not about collecting dollars per day. It's about getting as much Bitcoin. That's the scarce commodity in this whole thing is there's only how do i pay my
0: bills
1: (laughs) pay your bills with cheap debt and from fiat like you know like it's imploding before our eyes so you don't want to be holding that shit so use it to obtain
0: satoshis that's right exactly right yeah it's it just makes so much sense but it it is hard for people i don't understand that and they're still sort of stuck in in that mindset but like the big thing is like even even just retail like why at this stage would you not open like a BTC account and just advertise that on the front of like your coffee shop or whatever it is like, it just makes so much sense. Like to be able to accept that no middleman and it just works. It's just the gap for education and financial literacy is what's missing there. And that definitely bleeds over into, into mining as well so we've got a lot of work to do but i'm um, i'm excited <laughs> i think i think what we're going to build is going to be something pretty cool
1: yeah i mean if if nothing comes out of it other than the fact that i start mining bitcoin i would call it success <laughs> but so if we, we can help yeah. other people like myself yeah mine bitcoin in a simplistic fair and open and honest way then you know even better because you know there's the whole narrative of decentralizing hash rate and getting as many people to mine Bitcoin as possible. I mean, obviously there's an element of some centralization to this because you're trusting alpha to provide the facilities and the hosting sites and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you own the hardware, you yep. own the hash rate. If you want to mine it in your own home, you know, by all means go and do that. Hmm. But for those people who don't have that luxury, they don't have the the location, the facility, the cheap, solar, cheap energy.
0: Solar's a big one. The yeah. Solar,
1: the wind, yep. whatever it is. Yeah. That's kind of where we plug that hole. We try to help people who maybe would never mine Bitcoin because they couldn't get into Bitcoin mining. I mean, I think that's that's a better yeah. outcome than people never mining Bitcoin and never getting orange peeled, right? And so that's kind
0: of what we're here for, I think. Definitely, definitely. All right, we might leave it at there because I got a jump ship to another podcast. <laughs> Monday nights it's crazy um (laughs) thanks heaps Chris this is great we'll um we'll do another one next week eh? sounds good yeah all cool um yeah follow along at alphahashrate.com and uh we're slowly building out the website and um yeah we'll have some more updates next week
1: perfect thanks everyone
0: adios